the Spendthrift Trust and Deferred Sales Trust, a comparison. This is going to be a fascinating uh, topic for you, but before I get into it, I need to do a disclaimer to let you know that I am not a licensed tax or legal advisor. I don't give tax, legal, or accounting advice. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. So you're probably asking yourself, who is this guy? Well, my name is Don Thornton. I am a 20-year real estate investor. made millions in short sales as Don, a short sale guy. I'm also a senior trust specialist. You know what? I own a trust, so I have firsthand knowledge of how amazing this trust is. So the topic of this video today is we're going to compare our spendthrift trust, which is a non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary spendthrift trust, and a deferred sales trust. I'm going to go over and tell you what a deferred sales trust is. I'll tell you how it deals with capital gains taxes. And then I'm going to show you how the spendthrift trust of this trust deals with uh, capital gains taxes. And we're going to make an apples to apples comparison and decide who wins. Okay, so let's start off. What is a deferred sales trust? Well, it is a contract between an investor and a third party trust in which the investor's real property is sold to the trust in exchange for predetermined future payments. They're called installments over an agreed, agreed upon time. So what this really means is an installment sale. OK, <laughs> all you're doing here is you're deferring capital gains taxes by breaking up the payments into multiple installments. OK, so just let you know there's a couple of things you need to understand. This is not a 1031 exchange because remember, at their core, 1031 exchanges are swaps. You're just swapping one property for the other. You don't you're not selling the property. Uh, which would trigger a capital gains event in a, in a dis, uh, distressed sales, uh, excuse me, a, a deferred sales trust property, uh, you sell it. Okay. Uh, this is not a lump sum payment. So the buyer is not paying you in one lump sum when, when the sale happens. The buyer is agreeing to pay you over multiple future installments. So how does it work? Again, I'm simplifying, but at, the, at its basic core, what happens is that if you're the owner, you transfer your asset, the property you're trying to sell, or even your business, uh, to a trust that's managed by a third party. Now, this third-party trustee agrees to pay you from the proceeds or interest over multiple future installments. Now, what this does is it spreads your tax burden over several years, then requiring you to pay it all the taxes in one lump sum. But what can it do? It cannot eliminate the capital gains altogether. So all you're doing is just kicking the can down the road a little bit. You're just basically, um, you know, shielding yourself from the shock of having to pay a huge amount of money for a, a, a lump sum of your uh, um, capital gains tax. And um, you cannot take profit. Or if you take profit, I should say, then that's going to be that's going to be a capital gains tax obligation. It's going to be a taxable event. Okay, so let's talk about our spendthrift trust again. Our non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary spendthrift trust. We're going to go over what this trust can do with regards to capital gains. So in this trust, it's a non-grantor trust, and the way we do this is you're going to be the trustee, but you're not going to create the trust. Okay, the settlor, a person that you ask, is going to create the trust, 
and get the, the trust EIN number and his or her social security number, names you the trustee, and then resigns. And the reason why we want this to be a non-grantor trust is that the IRS will not consider this to be an alter ego of you as a taxpayer. Now, this also means that uh, there's no third-party trustee. You control the trust and the trust bank account as the trustee. This is an irrevocable trust. That means that the assets are sold irrevocably to the trust. So when you sell them to the trust, the trust owns them. There's no recourse. It's irrevocable. Okay. But again, as we talked about in the previous uh, slide, the trustee controls the asset. So you no longer own it, but you control it. All right. It's a complex trust. And that means that the language in the trust does not require beneficiaries to receive distributions. And that's one of the reasons why this is IRS Code 643 compliant. I'll get into more on that a little bit in just a second. Uh, and this is a discretionary trust. This means that the trustee has 100% discretion to care for, pay for, and maintain and, uh, and upkeep all of the assets in the trust. The trustee also has 100% control to basically label or, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, label or qualify any passive income that comes into the trust as an extraordinary dividend, which will mean that it's a non-taxable event. And we talk about this more in our videos, but I'm just concerned right now about, about capital gains. In this trust, because it's compliant with IRS Code 643B, Capital gains taxes are excluded as income in this trust. Now, this snippet here that I'm going to read from is from IRS Code 643. This is from the tax code. Okay, It says that gains from the sale or exchange of capital assets shall be excluded to the extent that such gains are allocated to corpus and are not a paid, credited, or required to be distributed to any beneficiary during the taxable year or paid permanently to set aside or to be used for the purposes specified in Section 642C. What this means for us is that the corpus is the trust, so the gains are, are allocated to the trust itself and are not paid or required to be distributed to any beneficiary. So it's, it's allocated to the trust. And there's no, there's no distributions are required to be made to the beneficiaries. That means it's 643 compliant, which means that capital gains are taxes are excluded as income. Okay. So how's this done? It's very simple. The owner sells the asset irrevocably to the trust. Then the trust, the asset is sold like you would a normal sale. You get a realtor or not a realtor. It's up to you. Uh, the proceeds from the sale go directly into the trust bank account and the proceeds are allocated to the corpus of the trust, which means it becomes a trust property. Um, the proceeds are not required to be distributed to the beneficiaries. And the profits from the sale of the assets are not a capital gains tax event. As I said, if it's not income, it ain't taxable. And the proceeds can be used to pay trust expenses or to invest in other projects. That's that's <laughs> I think you can see that is a huge, huge advantage of any other strategies out there. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about the preferred sales trust. So let's compare the two trusts and their strategies and just do the pros and cons, okay? So let's review. The deferred sales trust only defers the capital gains taxes. It doesn't, you know, eventually they must be paid. Uh, there's a third-party trustee. So you have no control over this trust and the trustee cannot be related to you. Um, 
it doesn't, like I said, it's it's kicking the can down the road a little bit, but you're setting up installment installment payments for the uh, capital gains. Okay, so you're still paying the capital gains tax in this in this trust, and like I said, you have zero access to the money. It stays in escrow with a third party trustee. You have no access to it until this goes through its final uh, version. Now, with our spendthrift trust, capital gains are not a taxable event, which means that the, all the proceeds can be used for investments and paying trust expenses. Uh, you're the trustee, not some third party. You're the trustee. You control everything. There's no waiting. Okay, when the the, the money hits the trust account immediately, and as trustee, you get 100% access to the money. So, uh, so let me ask you this now that you've heard both sides, let's see who the winner is. I'm sure you probably know who that is, but we'll just go through it and announce it officially. The trust, our trust, the Spendthrift Trust beats the Deferred Sales Trust by a knockout, a knockout. There's no argument. I mean, why in the world, if you're, you're going to choose a Deferred Sales Trust, that you're going to have to pay the tap, cap, uh, capital gains taxes eventually with this? Capital gains are not a taxable event. So therefore, th that money's never going to go out. It, you, know, installment, you can have an installment plan for a deferred sales trust, but you got to pay. This one, you, the trust never pays. You're the trustee. You control everything. The third, you know, there's a third-party trustee who controls your money. Not with this. Not with this. You don't have to wait, like I said. Money hits the account immediately, and you get 100% access to the money. Okay. I'm telling you right now that the capital gains tax elimination, or I should say, you know, the capital gains not being a taxable event, maybe that's more accurate to say that, is the only strategy that allows you to legally exclude capital gains as a taxable event. This is the only strategy that does that. No 1031 exchange, no Delaware sales trust, no deferred sales trust, not having to put into an opportunity zone, not having to move to Puerto Rico. OK, all that stuff. I'm sorry to use such language, but it's all crap. This is the only strategy that you can, um, you know, capital gains taxes are a non taxable event. Let me ask you this. Are you blown away yet? I know as a real estate investor, when I first heard about this, my mind was blown. Absolutely. So what I want you to do, what's your call to action? I want you to schedule a free strategy session with me. I want to hear about what you've been doing with, with capital gains taxes. If you're using, are you using these trusts? Are you using a 1031 exchange? I want to answer all your questions and show you exactly what you're missing, what you have been missing by not by not knowing about this trust, okay? So all you gotta do is just go to my Calendly link here. It's calendly.com slash Don Thornton, and my name is spelled D-O-H-N-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N slash 30-M-I-N, and that will get you a, a strategy session with me. And listen, I wanna thank you so much for watching this presentation, to listening to this, and, I thank you in the future for taking the action that's going to get you the best tool out there to legally reduce your taxes to a ridiculously low amount. Thanks.